0: Good morning friends. Today is the 1st of October 2020. Our readings this morning are Psalm 105 verses 1 through 22, Hosea chapter 5 verse 8 through chapter 6 verse 6, Acts chapter 21 verses 27 through 36, and the Gospel of Luke chapter chapter 6 verses 1 through 11. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours for you made it and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture, and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. God is the rock of our salvation. Oh, come, let us worship. Oh, give thanks to God, and call upon God's name. Make known God's deeds among the peoples. Sing to God. Sing praises to God. Tell of all God's wonderful works. Glory in God's holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek God rejoice. Seek God and God's strength. Seek God's presence continually. Remember the wonderful works God has done. God's miracles and the judgments God has uttered. O offspring of God's servant Abraham. And Sarah, God's servants, Abraham and Sarah, children of Jacob and Sarah, God's chosen ones. This is our sovereign God. God's judgments are in all the earth. God is mindful of God's covenant forever, of the word that God commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that God made with Abraham and Aaron. His sworn promises, which he confirmed to Jacob and Sarah as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When they were few few in number of little account and strangers in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, God allowed no one to oppress them. God rebuked rulers on their account, saying, do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. When God summoned famine against the land and broke every staff of bread, God had sent a person ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave, whose feet were hurt with fetters, whose neck was put in a collar of iron iron, until what he had said came to pass. The Word of God kept testing God sent or the king sent and released. Joseph, the ruler of the peoples, set Joseph free. The king made Joseph lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to instruct his officials at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Hosea. Blow the horn in Gebeah, the trumpet in Ramah. Sound the alarm at beth Look behind you, Benjamin. Ephraim shall become a desolation in the day of punishment. Among the tribes of Israel I declare what is sure. The princes of Judah have become like those who remove the landmark. On them I will pour out my wrath like water. Ephraim is oppressed, crushed in judgment. Because he was determined to go after vanity, Therefore, I am like maggots to Ephraim and like rottenness to the house of Judah. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his wound, then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to the great king, but he is not able to cure you or heal your wound. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim and like a young lion to the house of Judah. I myself will tear and go away. I will carry off and no one shall rescue. I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. In their distress, they will beg my favor. Come, let us return to God. For it is God who has torn and God who will heal us. God has struck down and God will bind us up. After two days, God will revive us. On the third day, God will raise us up that we may live before God. Let us know, let us press on to know God. God's appearing is as sure as the dawn. God will come to us like the showers, like the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do with you? O Ephraim, what shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes away early. Therefore I have hewn them by the prophets, I have killed them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love, and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God, rather than burnt offerings. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle A, A Song of Wisdom Wisdom freed from a nation of oppressors, a holy people, and a blameless race. She entered the soul of a servant of God, withstood dread rulers with wonders and signs. To the saints she gave the reward of their labors and led them by a marvelous way. She was their shelter by day and a blaze of stars by night. She brought them across the Red Sea. She led them through mighty waters, but their enemies she swallowed in the waves and spewed them out from the depths of the abyss. And then, God, the righteous sang hymns to your name and praised with one voice your protecting hand. For wisdom opened the mouths of the mute and gave speech to the tongues of a newborn people. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 21, verses 27 through 36. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, who had seen him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd. They seized him, shouting, "'Fellow Israelites, help! This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against our people, our law, and this place.'" More than that, he has actually brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus the Ephesian with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was aroused, and the people rushed together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut. While they were trying to kill him, Word came to the tribune of the cohort that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Immediately, he took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. When they saw the tribune and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the tribune came, arrested him, and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd shouted one thing, some another, and as he could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered him to be brought into the barracks. When Paul came to the steps, the violence of the mob was so great that he had to be carried by the shoulders. The crowd that followed kept shouting, away with him. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle R, A Song of True Motherhood God chose to be our mother in all things, and so made the foundation of their work most homely, most humbly and most pure in the virgin's womb. God, the perfect wisdom of all, arrayed Himself in this humble place. Christ came in our poor flesh to share our mother's care. Our mothers bear us for pain and for death. Our true mother, Jesus, bears us for joy and endless life. Christ carried us within them in love and travail until the full time of Christ's passion. And when all was completed, and Christ had carried us so for joy, still all this could not satisfy the power of Christ's wonderful love. All that we owe is redeemed and truly loving God. For the love of Christ works in us. Christ is the one whom we love. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. One Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked some heads of grain, rubbed them in their hands, and ate them. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The incarnate is sovereign of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught, and there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath, so that they might find an accusation against him. Even though he knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come, and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath? to save life or destroy it. After looking around at all of them, he said to him, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. I have, in my thoughts about our readings today, hard questions for us, my friends. When I read Hosea, I think there's an important point here. And I think first I need to talk about what it is not. The point is not that all bad things come from God. The point is that true peace and healing can only be found in God. And I would dare say that true love can only be found in and with God, and all else is a reflection. And the best that we can hope for is to be evolving toward clearer and clearer reflections of God's love. So, the question that I have is whether we are looking in the right place. Are we seeking healing and peace with God? Are we seeking love in God? Or are we looking in other people, places, and things, which leads only to heartbreak, despair, and ruin? No person, place, or thing can bear the weight of human longing. So where are we really looking? And I'm not saying that God doesn't work through, excuse me for the double negative, God does work through people, places, and things. For example, God works amazing healing through doctors and through medicine. But the root is in God. The source is in God. And I know that it gets murky sometimes to see through the layers and to the root. But that's what we've got to do. Our roots must draw their sustenance from God. The core of our being must find Love and all of its fruits, peace and joy and harmony in God, and be full from that wellspring. When we reach out towards other things without first filling up from God, we are imbalanced. So where, my friends, where in our lives do we have signs that our soul longing is not met that we are not first rooted in and filled up with God? Let us seek God and God's love And dwell there first and foremost. And then the good things can remain good things and not as we will come to become idols. Because when we seek after or seek to find Fulfillment of our deepest longings in any places that are not God, we run the risk of making those places, people or things, idols. When we get to our New Testament reading from Acts, I'm struck by the verses describing the tribune's reaction word came to the tribune of the cohort that all Jerusalem was in an uproar immediately he took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them so he runs down there and stops the beating but he he arrests Paul and I'm curious here and and the story will unfold but I think the wonderful thing about reading snippets of scripture in our daily prayer is that each one then in a way stands on its own and also in the context of the moment in which we read it so what does this have to say to us in this moment this particular piece and i think there's a lesson for us here did the tribune want justice Did he come down there to see justice served or did he just want quiet? Did he just want order? Did he just want the mob to stop? And I think the lesson for us is a lesson of motivation. What are we going for, friends? Are we going for peace? Or are we just going for quiet? Because they are not the same. And we've been quiet long enough. Our siblings have suffered in silence long enough. We have settled for what the white patriarchy wanted to give us, scraps from their table, for long enough. And the peace that comes from silencing Other beloved children of God is no peace at all. So, when we say, as I have heard so many say, and as I have been tempted to say myself, I wish that everyone would just stop arguing. What do we really want? Do we want peace? Do we want justice? Or are we just talking about quiet? Because there are times that we should not be quiet. And peace has never meant submission, peace has never meant exploitation, peace has never meant the prospering of a small elite. Over masses of disenfranchised. When we get to our gospel reading, we hear even more about the purposes for which we do things. Because the Pharisees watched him not to see healing, not to see a miracle. but so they might find an accusation against him. That purpose was rotten. And Jesus calls them out on it. Jesus is calling us out on it. Because friends, the point isn't to watch that we might make an accusation. The point is that we might watch To participate, even if only on the fringe, in healing. In the miraculous restoration of God's beloved children whom God created, is co-creating with, and loves dearly as should we. So Jesus says, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath? To save life or destroy it? And then he goes ahead and he works his miracle because he is unafraid. You see, among many other things, what the Pharisees have done here is valued order over justice. Have valued the status quo over love. And they have done what we were talking about a few minutes ago. They have made the law itself an idol. And so the hard questions for us are for what purpose are we doing or not doing a thing? Are we being absolutists? Have we made the law itself an idol? Because I will tell you the only absolute in God is love. That is the only absolute. I know this is hard. This is a very difficult time in the history of our nation, in the history of our people, in our personal histories, it is hard. And unfortunately, the oh, I shouldn't say unfortunately, it is perhaps its own difficulty that the only rest is to be found in God. There is no respite anywhere else right now. And on the flip side, the good part of that is it forces us to come to God. And we have to ask ourselves the very hard questions for what purpose? Of what are we making an idol? Of what are we afraid? What is keeping us from love? Are we going for peace and justice? Or just quiet? And I hope that we can, with God's help, look bravely at the answers to these difficult questions. And then move forward with God in love and do the hard things that will heal Our culture, our nation, and our siblings in Christ. And by siblings in Christ, I mean all created people. Let's just be super clear about that. Thank you, my friends. I love you, and I am glad that you are here with me asking hard questions. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In place of suffrages, I'm going to make up some prayers today, friends. Thank you for bearing with me. Dear God, we come to you because we are tired. We are worn out. We have been struggling and fighting and isolated and sick and lonely and many, many things bordering on the verge of despair, perhaps even over that edge for a long time and our souls are weary and we come to you God we come to you seeking the healing the restoration the peace and the replenishment that we need to go on to go on being mothers and sons employees and bosses, ministers and friends, challengers and activists, we feel depleted and we feel worn and we come to you, oh God, and we ask from your mercy and from your boundless love to be refilled. To be filled so full that we pour over and spill out onto those around us. God, give us the grace to be gracious. Give us the rest to be kind. Give us what we need for this day and for the next and for all. In the holy name of your incarnate Jesus Christ, all this I pray. Amen. O oh God, the author of peace and the lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies. That we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth, and you sent your beloved incarnate to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh. And hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us lift up in prayer and hold in the light those whom the Holy Spirit has placed upon our hearts or brought into our lives for prayer. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies, Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. You have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.